0: to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself Steve Nussbaum and as always my good friend South Stand Chum bearded legend Mr Paul Levy. I'm here, I'm back, <laughs> the season is here, we are officially back
1: and ready to bring you all the latest news from around the club as well as all the views from fellow fans and a few of our own thrown in for good measure as well. <laughs> this is a reminder, this is the only place to get a comprehensive roundup of all the news of all things going on around the club um on and off the pitch so welcome everybody this is seven episode 74 of the orient outlook podcast and without further ado we're going to crack on and review the week that was but firstly we're going to start with a update as always from our friends over at the supporters club
0: that was a great link mr levy i appreciate fire I've, I've been practicing <laughs> so first of all uh, Next away game is Grimsby on Saturday 20th of August. Supporters Club coaches leave at 8am on uh, Saturday. £35 adults, £30 concessions and a £3 surcharge for non-members. Yep, and also coaches are off to Morecambe.
1: They're going to leave the Supporters Club... Uh, at 730 am. A nice and early start for anyone going. That's on the 3rd of September. Again, similar prices to Grimsby £33 for adults, 30 concessions. And there is a £3 surcharge to non members. The booking uh, line is 07722 135 970. Or if you're able to get to the Supporters Club, you can book in person. Uh, before or after any home match.
0: Yep, so last week we done episode 73. Thanks for all the listens. Great listening figures. Yeah, uh, amazing. So some comments we got, um, which we'll read out. Can't read all of them out, but read the selection. So firstly, from at Mr. underscore A underscore 1881. It said, taking nearly an hour to download from Peru. Sure it will be as good as always. Uh, Is this a new country to the list? possibly possibly i think, think it is be, yeah. yeah absolutely at
1: charlie chaz 82 said the club captain looks after things off the pitch shows new players around etc team captain is all matters on the pitch matt lockwood was our club captain usually goes to people who have been at the club a while surprised it wasn't cox So that's in relation to my question about what's the difference between a club captain and team captain so yeah. thanks
0: for that charlie appreciated yeah. at p karapenov said nice try pronouncing my name uh, great episode though so that was in response to last week's episode where I think it was you Paul trying Possibly. to say his name but we couldn't so cheers for the uh, for the update yep and hopefully you got it better
1: than yep. me uh, last time Tony underscore Antonio tweeted great pod guys as always you and Dulcet Dave keep me going back from the SOM trip a must for all O's
0: you will feel so proud so I think that's Certainly on our to do list. Yep, at Reedy Huby 9 said episode seventy three was a good listen. I'd rather start some meadow at left back and Cox at left midfield personally. Cheltenham don't really scare me, so why not go after them? So that's I a agree response to our lineup, um, which was which we've done at the end yeah. of the last episode, so thanks for that. Yep,
1: at Paul Crouchman. Love having the podcast back. Good job as always, lads. Thank you very much. Uh, everything looked positive so far, let the season begin, up the O. So thanks
0: for getting in touch with us on that, Paul. Yeah, at Vince Howard 73, so good podcast, guys. Regarding loans, we can still get emergency goalie or a recall, but that's it outside the transfer window, and that's why we have a big squad, to cover injuries as much as possible. <laughs> so that was in regards to talking about the big squad that we've got at our disposal. Yeah. so a bit of background there, to possibly about why the squad is so large in comparison to last year.
1: Yeah, because the the uh, transfer window rules have changed, haven't they? So yeah. you can't just get loans anymore at any time in the season. Uh, at strong o forty three said, just listened on a sunbed in Lanzarote. Top stuff, lads. Got me itching for Cheltenham on Saturday. I hear all these people on their sun lounges or in their holiday destinations. It really does make me. Jealous? Yeah, envious that that you know. But I've got to wait for my holiday. But also, uh, Strongo has a book out. Yes,
0: he has a book out about the history of Orient, which he will be selling at the supporters club, I believe, uh, from next Saturday. So um, his last book was really good. So if you get a chance to go and buy the new book, and then buy that. As I say, he'll be selling that in the supporters club from next Saturday. And do we thank him for a cheeky mention in the book as well? I think so. I'm led yeah. to believe so. Okay. So thanks for the cheeky mention. But we'll have to
1: buy it to. Uh... To, to, to see that so at Boatsy great podcast guys can't wait for the season now I agree with the lineups for Saturday but Phil Cox won't make it yeah were you, we'll come you on right to that you come on
0: to that at Aussie411 this is another great episode lads things are looking good hope all the players share FB's ambitious future for the club so yeah that was in relation to the meet the chairman night that we spoke about in the last episode at David Sears 3 great podcast
1: lads hats off at Steve for cobbling together such detailed notes at the end of the president's meeting. Yep. Cheers, yeah, fair play David. to you. You did yep. you did do well there because at, obviously there was no love tweeting
0: from that. So Yep. All from memory. Well done. At Chris A. V. Wood. So just just listen to the latest pod. Let's get out of this league. Sounds like we might have the squad to do it. Yes, Chris, we uh, we hope so. On paper, we have. Yep. Uh,
1: and the final word this week is from Paul, W E underscore UK, said great podcast, have high hopes, already planning where to stand for the open
0: top bus parade. Love it. I'll be Love outside it. the technical if that does happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, leading on to the week that was then, so Monday the 1st of August, Andy Hessenthaler spoke to George Sessions, said a few things. Firstly, on Alan Dunn, said the situation could change with Alan. He's been getting on with his work and he needed to get a game. He got there on Friday and scored and he doesn't get many. But it was a good finish, to be fair to him. Alan showed a great attitude with the younger players alongside him and he was very professional and did an excellent job. I really, really, really
1: feel for Alan Dunn, for the way he's been mistreated. He's been a top pro. He's on social media. He could have come out, lambasted the club, moaned at the management. He could have said, pay me off and I'll just go and find another club. But he's... For whatever still reason, there. he's still here. The squad numbers got announced. We'll mention that later. Yep. And he's still here. Still here. I mean, it takes a lot of restraint. So Strange one. Um, Andy Hess and Tyler also in conversation with George Sessions spoke about Paul McCallum. He said, Paul had some hamstring tightness, so had to come off. And again, he's been out for seven months. I've had a chat with him on Saturday. Needs to get his fitness levels to a better standard. And when he does, then we'll certainly be considering him. But at the moment, he knows what he needs to do. He scored two in pre season. But we've got to look at those fitness levels because
0: they need to be very high. So, same very high standards, Mr. Hess, in terms of his so to fitness. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tuesday, 2nd of August, later on xi took on former fans favourites, Gary Alexander and assistant John Mackie's Greenwich Borough. Yeah. Um, this team was announced, which we'll cover very quickly this one. Granger in goal, um, defensive Hunt done. Brown and Doherty, midfield: Karoma, O Oching, Alzart, and the trialist. Uh, with Scott, uh, sorry, with uh, Paul McCallum, Scott Kashkevich, Scott McCallum. That's not right. <laughs> no, uh, and hybrid subs, of two people. No? Yeah. Subs: Roach, Pollock, Happe, Barker, and Adebayo Joe. Yeah, um, I went. Uh, yeah. Nice went,
1: ground. Went with John. Yeah, it is a nice ground actually. They've got a, a really nice clubhouse. Um, it's got a bar and a function room that you could hire. It was, it was lovely. Good. It really was. They've done a, a great job. job there. Gary Alexander in an interview said that everybody had picked up a paintbrush and picked, pulled up weeds and whatnot to get it ready. There is a slope on their on their pitch, but the pitch looked really well Good. manicured and whatnot. <coughs> Excuse me, so um Adbayejo came on for Corbera who picked up a back injury, so twelve minutes in. So he was the trialist. He was the trialist, um and he got Picked up an injury in 12 I missed that, to be honest with you. I must have been um, filming something or
0: doing something. <laughs> and I actually missed that. Did he look any good, the trialist, or couldn't really say anything? Couldn't in, really say 12 in 12 minutes, minutes not really. Um, cool. And then, it, it, you know,
1: as an overall summary, without going into too much detail on it, you know, Greenwich were a well-drilled side. You can yeah, imagine I having John expect. Mackey screaming yeah. at you uh, and Gary Alexander shouting instructions yeah. all the time. Very well drilled. They looked very capable. They were passing the ball around for the first five or ten minutes, or didn't have a touch of the ball.
0: Right.
1: Didn't have a touch of the ball because they just kept the ball and they passed it around. And they looked very confident, very comfortable. Um, and then in the forty-second minute, it's worth pointing this out. the The word was that Rhys Brown was playing for a contract. If he impressed in this game, that he would be given a contract. But he didn't do himself any favour <laughs> in the forty-second minute because he completely overhit a back pass. It was more of a shot on goal. Yeah. Um, it just missed the far post only by a matter
0: of inches. And I think because Granger wasn't expecting it, he was no. a bit of no man's land, so he dived and the ball was past he, him. Yeah, Granger went to the right of the goal to take the shot pass the and left. he shot and it went to
1: the left exactly. Yep. Um added by Ege then has a shot saved and McAllen then has the follow-up header put over the bar. So it ended nil-nil.
0: at half-time nil-nil at half-time yep. um, attendance 261 which yeah. I guess isn't bad I don't know what Greenwich Borough's attendance is like and it's a but bit Millwall took 700 wow for, well,
1: not Millwall took there was 700 for the Millwall, Millwall game then, yep. yeah cool um, so then uh, we brought on Happ and Pollock for Hunt and Brown yep um, so that was changed at half-time and then we took the lead in the 57th minute as Scott Cash get whipped in a corner he was taking corners it seems all like has got a
0: decent corner though, right? And he has
1: a decent corner on him. I was like, what's this? Harry Kane in England's yeah, well. yeah. I was like, what's all this about? Because I turned, went to John Macker and I, I said, like, what's, what's he doing that? But as it turned out, decent corner. we had three or four corners, one after because they kept putting him behind. Yeah. Each corner was a decent corner, good. a threatening corner.
0: Good little so, yep. Yeah. So 64th minute. Um, yeah. Same combo again. So another corner from Cash getting a good header from McCallum. Uh, to make it 2-0 and get his second of the inning and a second assist for Scott Kachkic so at that point I guess you know I was sitting at home thinking that game's done 2-0 up game over really but this is Orient this is Orient 70th minute Cashkit came on came off sorry for Barker
1: Charlie Barker looked good Yeah, running around good good well I thought he acquitted himself very well actually
0: Uh, and in the last 10 minutes was the kind of Greenwich comeback show 81st minute they pulled a goal back. To be fair, that goal was a superb. That effort. was a they, very very good, good move. Effort. Very f- confident from their team, and their guy f- got inside just just inside the box. Great finish, curled it around. Granger, had no chance. No, that one. They, there was no one to fault at that other
1: than someone closing him down. Yeah, that was the only fault that you could you could pin on someone.
0: Yep. And with three minutes left, they nicked an equaliser. Uh, cross came in from the right. It was a really good cross. Uh, Dunn stuck his leg out, and uh, the goal into the back of his was, own net. It was
1: credited. Against Pollock, was it? I yes. thought it was done. So did most of everybody else who was there. But apparently, it's oh, been okay. credited to Pollock. Fine. I mean, apparently, it was... we thought it was
0: all. We all thought it was done. Officially, it's been credited to Pollock. So it was again, I Don't I want to make a big
1: deal of it because it doesn't mean anything. But
0: couldn't go out of the way. It was too fast. No chance for Granger. Uh, and the match finished too. Also, to kind of round it off. Yeah. Maybe? I thought it was a decent workout
1: for gave gave a couple of players who hadn't really. Played that much preseason, season um, and hadn't got that much access, ac- um, uh, got that much uh, match time. Yep, uh, gave them a good run out. John and Gary, as I said earlier, got a decent squad, set them up well, well drilled. Uh, Dunn and Cashkit were were good, as was Victor, headed by uh, Josh Caroma again was, you know, he was playing on the wing. On our on our side and all the time he wanted the ball all the time. Good. Give me the ball, Vic. Give me the ball. You know because Victor Enyeama was yeah. behind him. So, yeah, it was it was really really good. They were they were standout guys for me. Good. Um, but again, Stephen Alzate did did well as well. He was effective but not, you know, uh, overwhelmed. You know he wasn't underwhelming or yeah. overwhelming He he went about his business e- efficiently and I thought he was really good.
0: I've got to say a big word well done to you for your periscoping. You caught both of McCallum's goals and their first goal. All live on Periscope. Yeah, well Paul done. McCallum has not said thank
1: you either. <laughs> I've literally created a montage for his future CV, and he's uh, he's not even said thank you. But you're welcome. So um, yeah, no, it was more by luck than judgment, obviously. Amazing but, uh, work, It was good. Amazing it was, it was good. loads of tweets came in. Uh, One that caught our eye. Sorry, just good luck to Gary and John. If you do listen, good luck to you boys for the season. Hope you worth hope a visit. Hundred percent. Yeah? It's a lovely little ground. Um, you'll be more than welcome there. They're very welcoming. People, the chairman, even the owner, wanted to buy me a drink in oh, the no clubhouse afterwards. Didn't know who I was, because I was talking to Elliot, who does the does media, the media. like young man, do you want a drink? I was like, very kind, but no, thank you. Ah, very
0: welcoming. If if they ever need a podcast, they uh, got Greenwich Borough Outlook. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> loads of tweets that evening. Uh, one that did catch, her, I will, will mention, was from at Quicks, who said, following the game, intrigued to know why Cash Kit played, even though he's not in Hess's plans, would have thought more game time for others who are in his plans.
1: So the club have a duty of responsibility to all the players and they are due game time like everybody else. So really? it, Yeah, because you've got a duty of care that you've got to bring a player up to, fit, up to a level of fitness that if you're not going to keep him and you're going to get him on, that he's got to be at a level that he can go into another team. Okay. So therefore, he then can't come back at the club legally and say, well, you he didn't, didn't put me did. in any games and you didn't give me the... Levels I needed to go and get another club, and therefore you stopped me from earning a living, sort of thing. You're, okay. talk, you're talking complex employment laws, I'm sure, which I'm not qualified yeah. to talk about. But I, I think that the club
0: have a duty of care to get everybody game time, cool, like done as well. Yeah, like yeah. He played, so. yeah. So Wednesday, third of August, Andy entirely revealed that Robbie Ware is a doubt for the season opener against Cheltenham on Saturday. He said Robbie has got the sickness, but he also has a slight knee problem. And out of all of them, he's definitely a major doubt for the weekend. Fingers crossed at Sean. Callum and we are available for the weekend because we need everybody available. Yeah, and following this news, we
1: held a Twitter poll to see who you would like to start alongside Liam Kelly in midfield should Robbie Weir be unavailable. And the results were as follows. So, yeah. um, top, with un- unquestionably, yeah. with 73% of the vote, was uh, my fave, Nigel Atangana. Yeah. Second was Sammy Moore on 18%. And 7% had... Freddie Moncur with others at 2%. So thanks to everybody who took the time out to to vote in that. So pretty conclusive winner there. Yep. A um, couple of comments on Twitter that came in.
0: Yeah, at David Magics. Said, I wouldn't mind Sammy Moore having a go, but I would expect to see Nigel after the Jillingham performance. Joe, you know I kind of agree with that. I think Sammy Moore has done nothing wrong. wrong. He had a good no. season last season, was injured for a part of it, um, and kind of really endeared himself to the fans last season. But central midfield is a Packed kind of place yeah. for positions in the squad and after quite rightly said Atangana last Saturday against Jillingham who was immense I guess he was always going to get the vote yep
1: at um, LOFC underscore Mato said Big Nige it's a bit of a no-brainer he's been prolific pre-season yeah.
0: and at George Girk said from what I've heard Atangana's been really good in pre-season I love the fact we've got good options it that just comes it. back So you know what a headache to have for yeah. good very strong central midfielders for a League Two side and he can only play two with our formation. So And I like Sammy Moore, he's a good guy.
1: They're all when good. we've met him, he's that you're right, they are all good people. It's 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 a shame that someone's got to lose out. Yeah. Uh Thursday, the fourth of August, the Awake It was launched and became available to buy in the club shop. Yep. Also the squad number announced and interestingly, no squad numbers for Alan Dunn
0: or Scott Cashgate. Yep, so in reference to Andy so. Hessenthaler saying they weren't part of his plan. So I guess we'll see what happens, you know. The transfer window's at least what, three weeks away, so maybe there'll be news on them but again if anything does happen we'll endeavour to get you out of the news as early what we get it yep. and late in the evening it was confirmed that Blair Turgot has joined Bromley FC so we wish Blair good luck and you know I think I said it last week who can forget that Blair Turgot goal I won't. last year uh, great that, goal that goal will live long in the memory. So good luck, Blair. Good luck to Bromley FC for next
1: season. Yep. And Friday the 5th of August, um, Nigel Attengana spoke to The Guardian about the upcoming season opener at Cheltenham. He said this will be the first test of the season and it will be a very good test against Cheltenham. I have good memories there as I scored two seasons ago against them, but it'd be a very tough game. We're looking forward to this game. We have to start right and we have to start well. So really positive encouraging words from from him without overcomplicating it. You know, it's... It's, it's, yeah that's exactly the attitude we need yep
0: so moving on to Saturday the 6th of August so the morning started well with the under 18 beating Cambridge 3-0 so starting while they left off last yeah. season Tristan Abraham has got two goals along with one from the guy you mentioned uh, before against Greenwich Borough yeah. uh, Stephen Alzart so really really good result and then that was followed up by the league two season starting with an away trip to newly promoted Cheltenham. Absolutely, the
1: team lined up with Chisak in goal, Clahesi at right back, Parks and Eriko uh, in the middle uh, of defence, and Sandro Semedo gets a start at left back. So, very interesting that. Massey, Weir, Atengana and Cornick, wheel midfield, and Bowery and Palmer started up front with subs of Sargent, Hunt, Kennedy, Kelly, Cox, Caroma, and Nandule. So, Leo. quite surprised that... It, that, I mean, look, Sandro's done very, very well pre season, but surprised he got ahead of Callum Kennedy. Yeah, oh, um, absolutely. Who's just had promotion with Wimbledon
0: at left back. So,
1: yeah, like that. Yeah, like I mean, the
0: variation in the mix up there. But I guess the big the big thing out of that was there were strong rumours ever since, I'd say, Thursday yeah. that Jay Simpson had a move lined up to South End. Uh, the club did tweet after the team was announced that Jay Simpson was missing the game due to illness. All we're gonna say about it is time will tell. Yeah, all we're gonna say about all we do know is that he wasn't
1: at Roots Hall today. He definitely wasn't at Roots Hall. That we know of, he wasn't there. Um, But apparently, the rumours are that from the South End side of things, that they are interested in Simpson. So it's gonna be a watch this space and see what happens. And anything we hear, we will gladly uh, pass on to everybody. But it'll have to be. From good people, we don't, we don't just put anything <laughs> yep. out there just for the sake of it. So any so, other thoughts, I think. Yeah, I mean, for me, delighted that uh, Sandro's getting a start. Although I'm surprised, as I say, it's over yep. Kennedy. Thought thought he could be in front of him on the wing. Uh, so Kennedy at left back and Samedo yep. on the left until Cox gets up to to full fitness. Um, still think on paper the team enough is strong. His team is strong enough though to get three points. So. Um, hope all the fuss around Simpson hasn't affected the players. But, as I say, surprised that Cox and McCallum aren't starting. So, I'd like to understand a bit more about what's gone on at pre-season yep. for them. You know, they were past fit, if you like, at the end of last, like early May. Um, their rehab had finished and they were strong. But So then, all of May and all of June, surely they'd have been given a fitness programme. And then they've had all of July pre-season and whatnot. I don't understand why they're not fit to... To start, if it's a fitness thing, why is it? Why? I don't, I, I don't get it. What? What's the what, club
0: not done? Or? Again, time will tell, I think, with that. Uh, my views on the team, it's a different lineup to what I had on my head. So, when we were talking about the team uh, last Saturday, I definitely didn't have Power- Bowery Palmer as the front two no. of starting. Uh, good that we made it because obviously, early in the week, Hester didn't yes. think that was going to happy. Happy to see Sommelo start and You know, Cornick is a bit of an unknown quantity to me, so that was an interesting one. Um, I think we'll see Kelly and Cox come in once fully fit, but massive concern about Simpson, a massive concern about McCallum not starting. Unfortunately for Sammy Moore, can't get in. Mm. And surprisingly, no one for Reese Brown in there, so maybe wait and see what the club got to say about that, see if he does sign, or see if he doesn't. So prior to the match... There was a minute of applause in memory of Chartnam's vice chairman, Colin Farmer, who passed away early this week. Uh, and then the O's kicked off to get the match and the 16 17 season underway. Yeah, and no sooner had the match started. Three minutes on the board, and uh,
1: Gavin Massey gives the O's a perfect start to the season as he slides into the far post following an absolutely superb cross from Sandro Semedo. Floated that in beautifully, and that was the first goal of the. Saturday's, uh, of the fixtures. Saturday's fixtures. Yeah, because obviously
0: Fulham played Newcastle last year. Yeah, week, so. a great cross from Samado, great vision as well. With um, his right foot and, and his left footed. And great composure from Massey, uh, who finished it really Timed well. It, it well, looked like a bit it? of an easy finish, but I guarantee that probably wasn't. No. Three minutes into his debut, could have easily scuffed it. Really good finish and a good celebration there from Massey, and the perfect start to Hess and Tyler's official career as a manager in his first yeah. competitive game since officially taking over the role Yeah, dream start yeah. So well was well, noted thank you mate uh, 10 minutes Semedo showed neat footwork inside his own half and nearly picks out Messi again with a brilliant ball but flag on off the offside George Sessions uh, said on Twitter Semedo had began the game brilliantly so Semedo carrying on his pre-season form yeah absolutely with 6 minutes
1: uh, later on in the 16th minute it was a wonderful tackle by Atangana and um, Cornick then drove forward and passes to Bowery Unfortunately, he scuffed it and the goalkeeper
0: managed to gather it up quite easily. Yep, 17th minute, clever corner. It's Massey done. He's a pass from Wianzomelo. So shoots wide at the near post. So at this point, it's Orion And you thought, if we get a second goal here, this is done. Like, we'll it's go gonna on. It's going to put you in a much stronger place, yeah. Uh, 23 minutes
1: gone. Rose free kick is punched clear by, Clis- uh, by Chisak. Ball comes back to Roe, but Chisak grabs at the cross and, and scuppers any danger.
0: Yeah, 29th minute, Clehesi makes a superb block, and Morgan Smith goes down following a good challenge from Semedo. Uh, a few penalty shouts there from Cheltenham, but waved the way in. Yeah, Gary Johnson was going mental at the uh, linesman. A bit, oh, was he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, always going to. And then uh, two minutes later in the 31st minute, Palmer headed over a Robbie Weir corner at the far post. Possibly should have done
0: a bit better. Yep, 32nd minute. Shouts for a back pass. Mm -hmm. So Mello gets a touch on a low cross with Morgan Smith lurking. Chizak caught the ball. Charlton wanted a back pass. Uh, Guardian Orient saying that would have been harsh and wasn't given. So that was good
1: yeah, absolutely. And you can imagine the, how incensed the Cheltenham yeah. lot were because they had a penalty shout three minutes before that and here they are with a back pass shout. Not so given. Not given. So left referee was Premier League, Lee <laughs> Prober yeah. having a bit of a Good an away uh, favouritism moment <laughs> there. Um, 37 minutes gone. Um, Cornick gets the better of two defenders near the corner flag. Burst into the box, but unfortunately his shot was blocked. Looks lively,
0: Cornick. You know, I didn't, very exciting. Didn't know much about him to be honest before he came. Yeah, uh, seems like it could be a good outlet on the left yep. wing. 40th minute, play stopped after Palmer and Solomon clashed heads. Uh, both players were okay to continue.
1: Yeah, and uh, with a minute of additional time, uh, chop and Corner pings around the Orient box and a bit dangerous actually, but eventually it was cleared by Massey.
0: Yep, and the first half ends on the 47th minute. Parks goes down after getting caught between Wayne and right, and he hurt his shoulder, and he ended up actually been confirmed lately they actually dislocated it yeah um but halftime saw went and one nil to the O So decent first half
1: very good showing very promising uh at this point you hope that you carry on it it's at times like that when you don't want the half to end yeah um so orient had five corners in that half as well 64 percent possession obviously shows great attacking yeah. intent so very very
0: positive on that happy to see massey get Get the goal of and him last week a lot, so he'll be a great out of that on the right. Yeah. Um and delighted for Sumedo as well. And you know Generally everybody to, to get sixty four percent possession have five callers. Good performance. Yeah, good great great, great start. Attendance announced three thousand nine hundred and twelve with eight hundred and fifteen fans making the trip. So pretty decent showing. It's amazing, pretty decent
1: Five hundred and
0: fifty five I read were tickets sold were sold the in the Yeah, you're so right. So then
1: three hundred had turned up you near know, two hundred and eighty, whatever, and turned up without Without a ticket to pay on the gate, so Great massive, support. massive Great respect. Support. And thanks to the guys who offered me a lift. I t- decided quite late last night that actually I'm
0: knackered I'm just not gonna, wasn't gonna go. But thanks to Nigel Edridge as well to, for oh, offering yeah. good the lift point. as well. Cheers, guys. So, second half kicked off, no changes for the O. So, Parks made it back out after hurting his shoulder. 52nd minute, a long throw into the box, and Parks' header was caught by Chizak. Uh, thankfully, or that could have been a known goal. So, yeah. Chizak done quite well there, good reactions. yeah Absolutely. 54th
1: minute, massive shot from Rangers tip wide for Orient's sixth corner of the match.
0: Yep, 55th minute, Nigel Atangani gets booked for a foul on Pell. I think that's what Nigel does quite well at points. Breaks up the attack from the other team. So, got a book in there. Took one for the team there, yeah. Yeah. 59th minute, Palmer
1: surges into the box. Looked like he got beyond their defender, Parslow, before the Cheltenham uh, captain makes a great challenge. It's just with Oli Palmer is that he just takes that extra touch and sometimes you just want him to shoot on the <laughs> second touch
0: rather than on the third. It'll come good. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, and then you were listening to on Player, so you've noted there was a few mentions by Dave Victor and Matt Hiscock, Eric Corp was looking a bit nervy?
1: Yeah, there was there was a little bit of Cheltenham and pressure and they, they just spotted that he looked a little bit nervy. So okay. I thought it was probably worth mentioning because the rest of this half pretty much takes a nosedive for yep. him.
0: Yeah. 61st minute barrel he took a shot but slipped as he was taking it so nothing came of that.
1: Yep. 63rd minute Cornick tries to bend a free kick from the edge of the penalty area but the keeper makes
0: a good save. Yep. That is in the highlights. A Decent save on the Sky Sports um, <coughs> highlights that we've retweeted. Good save there. Good Absolutely. Save yep. 66th minute a long throw flicked onto Holman in the middle and he dives in to slot the ball wide. Uh, poor defending there by the O's as Holman wasn't picked up so sign up The Cheltenham pressure was building, that they were starting to get a bit ahead of steam and our defence wasn't really coping well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 69th minute, scrappy defending
1: again by Orient as the ball falls to right just inside the area but thankfully he scuffs an effort at Chisak. So, Orient are having a bit of a dodgy defensive spell at the minute, soaking up the pressure but only just about, I think.
0: Yep, 71st minute, first O-sub of the match as Liam Kelly made his competitive debut for the O's. They came on for... Robbie we'll Ware, who had done well to play 70 minutes, considering how doubtful 100%. he was, led by example of good captain's performance. Uh, interesting to note that by this time, Cheltenham had made all three of their substitutions and they adapted their game plan to capitalise on the pressure they were putting Orient under. So it took a while for kind of Hess to react there. So you know we could kind of see that the pressure was building and that we hadn't really changed the shape or the team, which Cheltenham had obviously come out the second half completely changed the way they were playing. Yeah. Put more pressure on our defence and used all their subs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 72 minutes
1: gone free kick headed goalwards by O'Shaughnessy at the back post and a great save from Chisak absolutely Very good top. top class save from Chisak so, but Orient again switching off switching yeah. off at the back
0: post this time yeah and unfortunately it was coming <coughs> 76 minute the equaliser for Cheltenham Water scores following one into the box uh, and a simple pass from Whitehead to draw the game level at 1-0 um, Atangana for a bit of sleep they didn't track the runner who ran past him got the ball in the box um, and Walter's finished it well although it did take a bit of a deflection yeah. to beat Chizak but the goal had been coming and I think we could all probably tell that goal was coming unfortunately yeah
1: yeah no question or a doubt so for- and also you can see in the highlights as well the defence kind of stood like statues as well So, yeah. which is not what you want 77th minute the second sub for Orient
0: as Parks comes off and is replaced by Hunt yep yeah. 80th minute Atangana releases Massey down the right pulls it back for Palmer. His shot is blocked, and it goes behind for a corner. Minute later, the final sub for Orient is Armandoulay comes on for Jordan Bowery. So, the thing that surprised me there, with ten minutes left, surely <laughs> you bring Dean Cox on, no? If you need a goal, so I know maybe Bowery isn't 100% match fit, but is Kornick. I was surprised that I didn't see Dean Cox come on there. You'd think the one man who could probably galvanise a team with ten minutes left and could supply oh, that killer it. ball. Yeah is Dean Cox. I was a bit surprised at that one. Nandale has had a decent pre-season, to be fair, but I was surprised that we didn't see Cox in that. 86th in that. Um, minute oh, on free kick a came forward. Uh, ball got headed out to Pell. He had a shot, but Chidak saved it easily. Yeah, 87th minute,
1: Orient corner, and appeals of a penalty. Chutton tried to clear the ball, smashes off their player,
0: and away for another corner. So 90 minutes, five minutes of added time were added. Um, and you made a note saying, "Cheltenham have been hungrier and more determined this half," so we really need to hold on. You made the note saying you couldn't really believe what, yeah. what happened in the second half. I can't believe I was writing that those words yeah. that
1: we're holding on for a one-all draw at Cheltenham. Yep, that's what I couldn't quite believe. Um, Chisak punches clear a minute later, um, but he gets clattered unfortunately by Danny Wright. Late, late challenge, but no card. Chisat was down for a good two or three minutes, so.
0: Quite an extended period of additional time. Yeah, 92nd minute. A great challenge by Hunt to prevent Holman from going through one-on-one one following with Flick on from right. So, well played, mm. Nicky Hunt. And yeah. again, Nicky Hunt was another one who it looked like wasn't going to play it, Play this match earlier on, a few weeks ago. So, well done, Coming in, Hunt, and did yeah. well, yeah. Cornick goes down in the book uh, following a bizarre situation. I, I couldn't quite
1: understand. This is the 94th minute. This is right at the end of the match. He's got the ball. It's a Cheltenham free kick or throw-in. Yeah, the guy literally rugby tackles him to the ground to get the ball back. And then Cornick ends up getting a yellow card for it. I don't know if he reacted after. It's a really see bizarre it, situation. But um, Dave Victor commented about, or Matt Hiscox commented about Lee Probert's second half was pro-home side. And ended up just having a bit of a torrid game. But I know we haven't mentioned it throughout. But it's probably worth mentioning it there. And obviously the match finished shortly after that. And we pick up an opening day point as it ended all square at 1-0.
0: Yep, so Andy Hassenthaler on the match said, I thought in the first half we were terrific. If we had had a little bit more quality in the final third, we could have have been two or three ahead at half-time for all our good play. In the second half we knew it would be tough and they would come at us. But generally I thought we defended excellently. Disappointing we've ended up conceding because there's people putting their necks on the line, blocking things. And he said, I thought we got tired towards the end and couldn't get the same foothold in the game after the break. They pinned us back and they do that very well. And I went on to say about Jay Simpson, he wasn't available for selection and that's pretty much it. it tells you all you yeah. need to know
1: there. At Dulcet Dave tweeted, Hess said that Robbie Weir is still not fully fit together with Liam Kelly following their illness Hess also explained that Tom Parks had dislocated his shoulder and he will be out of Tuesday's game, which is the cup game at home to Fulham.
0: Well done to Tom Parks for playing on with a dislocated shoulder for most yeah. of the second half. I mean, that's got to hurt. Yeah, probably yes. has, I'd say hurt. so. But if they pop it back in, it should be fine. Yep, Sky report for the match today on Soccer AM was Michelle Owen. She tweeted by saying, Interesting, Orients' Andy Hessenthal has just told me that Jay Simpson didn't miss the game for Wellness but was unavailable for selection so he might want to speak to the media guys and let them know that then. yeah I mean the rumour mill grows about Jay Simpson as we've said if we find out anything you know concrete we will put it out there um, so league table at this point we'd normally do a league table update Sorry, the first game of the season. yeah we're joint ninth if anyone really cares at this stage <laughs> so your views on the game yeah today? so
1: thought three points was very possible at Cheltenham but all I heard about From the commentary was poor defending and lapses in concentration. Ericot sounded poor and Hess needed to have made changes sooner. The goal might have been avoidable. Uh, First half we were dominant, but Cheltenham definitely owned the second half and we never really adapted or countered them, which is very, very disappointing. All the fuss with Simpson not being there and Cox and McCallum not fit. You know, what's all that about? Um, The players had all summer. Uh, and Hess and Edwards have had the whole of pre-season to get them up to fitness so I don't understand there's maybe a wider issue there I don't know I
0: was just going to say you think that there could be a wider issue there with Simpson McCallum Cox something maybe going on
1: yeah potentially yep. I'm sure it'll all come out in the wash sooner or later also I thought that maybe at the time maybe uh, Sandro Semedo could be the next sort of Moser, De Barjo, or Charlie Daniels. Yeah. Um, you know he's he's got that ability, uh, and if we're to push for promotion, we must have a solid defence. Uh, you can't you, you start from the back on everything in football. So to have a, a defence that isn't all that solid, I know they're still gelling, but that was what pre-season was meant to be for was to gel them together better so that you sort of hit the ground running. So that in you got to trust. Um, the two and, and I and I do so I just hope that it's just a bit of a teething thing at this time
0: yeah my views um, I don't know actually it's a bit hard to gauge this one because I don't know how good Cheltenham are so for example if we would have played Bristol Rovers first game last season and drawn away mm-hmm. that would have been a good point because Bristol Rovers ended up going up so it's hard to gauge against a promoted team um, and Cheltenham went up as champions as well absolutely they, so? um, great start in terms of the match pleased for Massey is for Cimelo uh, but when you're on top you've got to win games and had we got a second because we were having good pressure at that point would killed it off but it didn't um, you know and Cheltenham that equaliser was coming you could tell it was just bombardment of pressure um, I was surprised Hess didn't change up more or change up earlier you know why not put on another defensive midfielder on for a forward in around the hour mark when it looked like Cheltenham were going to attack us more but at least we didn't lose our opening game and if you're going to be positive about it which we always are take the point Hashtag respect the point. Um, although I can see why fans are slightly disappointed by
1: yeah. it. <clears throat> You'd think that we're an established, strong League 2 side with a team that yep. have just come up with a much smaller budget and playing squad. But again, like what Slade did with us in our promotion uh or our playoff season 2014, you know, we, we, we didn't have a fanciable side, but he got them working well, and that's probably, that's more what it's about. So I think that's probably where a
0: lot of people th- don't don't really yep. th- come into their viewpoint. So we weren't at the game today, but a gentleman who was, uh, and we're long-time fans of his, is a, a gentleman called Barry Twin, who some of you probably are familiar with. So Barry <laughs> Twin went to the game today, we thought we'd catch up with him to discuss the game. So quite a quick five-minute chat on his thoughts of the game versus Cheltenham. So, cheers for joining us, Barry. So, thoughts on today's game? Um,
2: i to, a point away from home is a point game. However, the first half of performance was really good. Um, especially starting the season off, you score after three minutes, you think, oh, here we go. It's going to be good. Um, second, first half, like I say, it was, I mean, it's even game, but I think we edged it. Um, I think our possession from the stats that I've seen showed that. But second half, it was just the same old orient. It seemed like it was a, a case of, Children were going to score an equaliser rather than if they were going to. So slightly disappointed with the second half display. Um, but like I mentioned previously, I think it's the, the first time that Barry and Palmer have parted each other. So they've not done it all pre-season, and then with the the Jay Simpson in, in commas, illness or unavailable, it sort of threw them into the deep end together and. It's always hard to get a new right of partnership together, and if you've not played before, obviously training's different, but it, that sort of showed really. Um, Sandro Cimido, Harry Cornick, and Nigel Afangano were the standout performance for me. Um, the other players look, looked like it was still another friendly. Um, it's, the, the fitness seemed a bit lacking with some players. Um, I know we've got the new fitness coach, so I don't know if later on in the season the, the fitness that uh, will show then will be better than the other teams will be doing, but in the end of the day it's all about getting points on the board, and if your players aren't looking 100% fit for the first game of the season, they might be in like 7, 8, 9, 10 games or so, but you still want them a, a, an 11 fit enough to go out and win a game. Um, the goal was a good, good cross-in, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now, yeah. um, good cross-in from Sanjay Cimedo, uh, just before that he, he turned two players and said that and I think they were on their way to Bristol, to be honest with you they're that far away um, just a great volley into the six yard box from Matthew to volley home um, and like I said like I previously mentioned three minutes into a game against a team that haven't lost in 16 at home I was led to believe Yeah. you're thinking oh this is a good start to the new season but at the the half went off have got a couple of chances um, in the second half we had a, a free kick from um, Harry Cornick which the keeper's done well to save but other than that their keeper didn't have a save to make was the bootier out of the two keepers There's a couple of crosses that Being a goalkeeper myself I think he should have dealt better with There's a couple of balls that are in the 6, uh, the six yellow box in the air that He didn't even attempt to come for He was just leaving it to his defence So, overall Yeah, that always has to be the point away from home uh, if You get your points away from home Win your home games, you get promoted um, But once again After two and a half Three months of no football Still at the season yeah you got a point but after the second half display you're a bit disappointed with the the way the game panned out so what do you think was the
1: biggest change why do you th- uh, in the second half why do you think that the team in the first half because I was listening to Orient player it was quite dominated by Orion by but second half whatever happened in the in the Chutland dressing room at half time seemed to change their whole game but we didn't really seem to adapt to that so what what do you, was it what do you think Hess has gone sort of just carry on do the same as what you were doing except because it was working against Chatton except Chutland was like well that's not working for us so let's change it and we never adapted what 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 could you see was the main was the main changer in the second half for Orion?
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think Cheltenham realised they had to change it or it thought, you know what, this is quite easy for us. We're cu- comfortable 1-0 win or 1-0 lead. sorry. Um, and, I mean, like I say, it, it just seems to be that, I mean, we, 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 had, we still had the ball. We were getting down the wings all right, but once again, Clehetti can't cross the tee. Um, Matthew done well on the wing. Uh, Bowery had a shot on goal, um, which he sort of just scuffed wide. Um, but I, 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 don't know. It's, I, I, I suppose that the, that's the million-dollar question. If, if you know what, what would make a team change from the first-half performance to a second, then we'd all be football managers. Yeah. Um. It's, it's, it's just, know, just, it's just Dorian. It must just be Dorian. It, it, it's we've always, we've always watched Dorian. They always, they never have a good 90 minutes. They never have a good 75 minutes. It's either one half or the other. Yeah. So, I think it's a, but
1: like I said, a point away from home Against team just been you, you, you take that away from home Brilliant That's a great summary Of, of today's match Barry And uh, I know you're still On your way home So thank you for um, Using hands free And driving <laughs> drive in safely uh, And we no, appreciate you, well, you Giving up your time Cheers buddy
0: so that was Barry Twin, we appreciate that, That you made some great points actually, and when we can't go to away games this year, we'll be looking to do that more throughout the season, so if you do go to a lot of away game and you listen to the pod, and you want to get your views, then give us a DM, we'll happily try and get you on, so obviously after the game we received loads of tweets, Yes, um, we'll we mention what we can, so firstly at Muzukir Hamid, said we need to convert chances, if Simpson does go, we need to find the best player out there, and he makes an interesting point after, so maybe a new left back too, I'd be very surprised if we brought in another left back. If I'm honest, after Samer today and Doherty and Callum Kennedy, but this is Orient, and you never know what's, got, what's, got, what's around the Winning corner. We need centre backs more than left backs. Yeah. But Orient fan
1: TV tweeted: need to sign Brown ASAP. Still a point to point. Could have
0: been worse after the second half performance. Things can only get better. Yeah, the authentic Gaz said slightly disappointing after leading the match for so long, but we're up and running with a point on the board. At Boatsy said take a one or draw at Cheltenham, good start. At Wadsey, <coughs> so Wadsey is the reigning prediction league champion, so he's the one to beat. He didn't get any points today, but we'll come into that in a bit. Um says bonkers if they get if they're letting Simpson go. And he goes on to say, whoosh, there goes my preseason optimism. Wow. At Tolu underscore Sango,
1: that's what happens when our three best players, Cox McCallum and Simpson, aren't playing.
0: Interesting that. Interesting point, Tolu. Well done. At Steve Cab one two one says Got to be happy with an away point against the newly promoted side. At Andy underscore
1: PO16. Good point after a second, after a poor second half. Need to be more clinical,
0: but it's a point on the board. Yep. At Robin Saunders 65 says, We all need a little patience. Got to allow the team to gel and plays to come back to fitness, stroke from illness. It's very early days. Worrying in central defence. Need an experienced player to sign. Also Jay Simpson appears to be off, which is a major problem. Yeah, at Vince Howard, 73.
1: Good result. Team will need time to gel. Ten games in is where we will have an idea
0: of how good we are. Yep, at true. F- Falls at Orient says frustratingly frustratingly negative football, knee jerk tactics, a long season awaits.
1: Pessimistic. At Pandemonium 1881 said take a point before the game. Shame after being the better better side in the first half. But you can't win them all. Some positives yeah. and negatives. At Stiggy
0: 64, says on that performance, it seems like we learnt nothing from last season. Bright spot is that Samado looked last, so Samado getting a lot of plaudits again he is tonight. at Ron Sampson 15, the front two
1: looked really weak. And if Simpson goes, we need a really decent replacement pretty damn
0: quick. I think the thing is, if Simpson is going, you, you hope that Bichetti and Hess have got other people lined up. That would <coughs> be the hope. Yeah. Um, at Orient Memories says, final league positions never decided on the first day. It's far too early to jump to conclusions. Look at how well last season began. Yeah, very good point there. Yeah, at m 4, few things to be encouraged about, but the result shows hard
1: work is needed, especially at the start of the season.
0: Uh, El Coado said, with so many new signings, I think it will take time to gel. I just hope Jay Simpson isn't off. Where else will we find a 20-plus goal scorer? Very (coughs) good point there.
1: Yeah, at Orient underscore, fan said, obviously disappointing not to win. All but always going to be difficult. Must stick together.
0: Yeah, at the Menace, eighteen eighty-one said on that display, we won't be winning the title this season.
1: At Josh three four four eight six, you don't win a league from the first game of the season. Teams still need time, still needs to gel, but lots of potential shown. One always a good result.
0: Yeah, at Janine Adelman said the first fifteen minutes we were brilliant, and in some players such as Massey disappeared. So though, wow, what a talent. There you go. Yep.
1: At Tor Bartram underscore, could look at the end of the season as a good point as many teams promoted from the conference go up in the first League 2 season. That's a very
0: good point. Hibode. I'd like to know that stat though. Yeah, very good point. That's quite a bold stat. At Odia Walshie, said so we played well for the first 30, but then we let them in more and more and then resorted to long balls in the air. Disappointing after our start. At Richie J. Bourne, great first half. Sameda and Weir did great and the team looked sharp. Should have won the game in the opening 45. Yeah, at Tom P1984. Says, let's not get too carried away with a one-all draw. We won the opening five last year and look where that got us. Yeah, at MB Quain. I know FB is a fan of Palmer, but he
1: isn't going to shoot you to promotion. Simpson has to stay. He's a top marksman in Football
0: League 2. Yeah, and the final tweet is from at K Showing. It's far too early to start grizzling, but there was a bewildering sameness after the second half side and we found ourselves seemingly playing a different team. The exciting and positive first half was soon eclipsed by a lack of ability to adapt or anticipate what the other team will do to gain the initiative and chip away at our less than solid defence. At least we can look forward to some players approaching full fitness and seeing our complete squad take shape. What I find most puzzling though is why we have promising young players like Kashkit not being given a squad number or even being allowed to train with the first team. I'd like a genuine answer from the club regarding that. Uh, reportedly in the ballpark of 2 million spent on players since Bichetti took over at Brisbane Road with no progress made. Doesn't take an Einstein to see things need to change. I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Despite it all, though, great to have Saturday afternoons back again. Up the O's. And that obviously wasn't one tweet, that was a a, a special. Yeah, ad that, that was an got.
1: ad that uses it. Fine. Uh, okay. Puts them slightly over hundred and forty yeah. carries. Yeah, just a bit. Yep. So
0: prediction league update. So we've started that again this year. An absolutely phenomenal response rates. Thanks for all your predictions. There were it t- was, it? tons uh this year. There'll be more than just a well done tweet for the winner of this sixteen seventeen prediction yeah, league. Prize is still P and T B C but it'll be more than a well done tweet. Yeah. So congrats to
1: the following people: at Layton Ori, at I M J Snelling, at Scotty e. Y Hamilton, at Giorgio Irwin seventy seven, at O's Van Basing, at W C C Youth, at Mark Shepherd underscore seventy nine, at Boatsy, at Brooks Co two, at Lee Gibbs one, and at uh, Leon Arresti, who all predicted a one all, and a massive congrats to Orient Dave, Steve Cab one to one, and Rich P two four two, who all predicted. One all And massive to score yeah. Picking up the bonus points So Very well done This is This is outstanding work
0: It really is It's going to be a very close league This season So the Next prediction league Tuesday For the Fulham game um, Doing cup games as well now Can do We did last season But we don't have to this season I think we should stick to the league Okay just the league game So next prediction league We can league. talk off air about this so. Okay next prediction league <laughs> Next Saturday <laughs> I agree So <laughs> positives and negatives From the week As always yeah. So positives Firstly Sandro Samello performance, fantastic, gets an assist, loads of plaudits as we just read out on Twitter. Secondly, Gavin Massey getting his first goal for the club and could have had more, you know, their keeper made some good saves from Massey. And lastly, our own goalkeeper, Alex Chizak, made some decent saves in that match. So three good players there for the positives. Absolutely. Negatives unfortunately, we were a bit poor defensively at times. Yep.
1: Didn't really adapt to the Cheltenham pressure at times and, and also Jay Simpson would be tough to replace if or when
0: he does leave. Yeah, so I mean, he has that's, a... that's the big one. You know, If Joe Simpson does go, it does leave a gap. You know, I think we mentioned it before, it doesn't tend to do that much in matches. But the most effective striker we've got, if not probably the most effective striker in League 2, currently at this moment in time, his future's up in the air. It looks like he is probably going from what we're hearing. Because end have got a few quid, haven't they? end have got a few quid. Sold a few players. But I, you know what? if he is going to go, he'll probably end up at a club like that because he's never going to end up at like a championship club like Ipswich or... because he just won't get in that team. So, you know, Southend, although I don't really want him to go there, it's probably the best he'll end up at. You know, But again, we'll see. If we find anything out, we'll let you know. Yeah. So Hero of the Week, so this season, uh, we're going to leave up to you guys for the most part and we're going to put the Hero of the Week to vote on Twitter, which we've done this week and you voted as follows. So in third place, with 12% of the vote, was Alex Chizak. In second place, with 26% of the vote, was Gavin Massey. And our first hero of the week for 16-17. I don't think you're going to need to be a rocket scientist to work this one out. 60% of the vote is, certainly do the drumroll, well done, Sandro Samedo, who's our yeah. hero of the week. So well Absolutely. done, Sandro. Fantastic, Fantastic. point. Well, well done. Keep up the good work. Yep. So next week's fixtures, two matches. Yes. Uh, both at Brisbane Road as we go back to the home of football. So, Tuesday night, Fulham in the League Cup. Uh, Fulham started their League campaign on Friday night with a good one nil win over Newcastle, um, so it should be a decent game. That should get a bit of a lively crowd. Fulham just up the road or to down the west river. Of the road down the river. Um, they'll bring a few. Followed by um, League Two action returning to Brisbane Road next Saturday as we entertain Newport, who were unlucky to lose today. They lost three two at home to Mansfield, who scored a superb goal in the last minute with the final kick of the match so we welcome Newport um, next Saturday and that's it so thanks for joining us for episode 74 uh, the league two season has started one game down and just a 45 now to go Yeah. so a uh, tough walk draw against unknown opposition who haven't lost their last 16 home games so on the face of it maybe not the worst result but definitely some positives to take away like we've said Semedo Massey Chizak we're all looking good. Our first point is on the board and two winnable games at Brisbane Road, hopefully, um, this week, especially Newport. And, you know, If we get two wins from two this next week, Massive confidence be a boost decent for everybody. start, yeah. especially as we're still waiting on quite a few important players to come back and make their comebacks to full fitness. So a lot to be excited about. Yeah, we'll be back with episode 75 next week with all the information and
1: views that you could ever need. You'll only get those here. Will Jay Simpson still be an Orient player? Will Paul McCallum still be an Orient player? Question mark. Question mark. Uh, We hope so. And we'll dedicate our closing song to them. And if there is any news, we'll be the first with any updates, hopefully. So keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter, which is at Orient Outlook. Uh, Facebook page, which is just do a search in Facebook for Orient Outlook. Podcast and Instagram, which is Orient underscore outlook underscore podcast that's right yeah. yeah superb work there you go. so thanks very much to everybody who's got in touch sorry if we haven't read out your uh, communication to us we try to um keep it as trim as possible um so we look forward to hearing from you um have a good week everybody yep. and um as calm. always listen to the own outlook podcast yep. up the o's up the o's